Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, amen, you could turn them to 1 Kings chapter 18. I tried twice with Brother Goff. Didn't work. Amen. Thought the Lord would raise pastor up out of that chair over there. Prayed for it. Didn't work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did pray for him. I'm not kidding about that, but I wasn't praying for that to that end necessarily. Amen. I believe the Lord wants to help us tonight. Amen. He gave me a clear sense of direction. Amen. Actually, while we're at Admit, if you go to Admit and you come back home and you don't have any new lessons or sermons, then you're, you gotta, gotta get fixing something. Amen. But, uh, so this is something that came out of Admit. Unfortunately, I didn't take the opportunity while I was at Admit to put it together. So, Pastor calls me this afternoon with his voice sounding the way it it does right now, and maybe some of you haven't heard it because he's been instructed not to be talking, amen, but there's a reason why he's been instructed not to be talking, and uh, and I was like, he's like, well, I, I guess you can hear the way my throat sounds, and I'm like, yes, sir, and, he, and he's like, uh, anyway, long story short, he asked me to preach tonight, and so it's like, oh, man, I got to get to work, so um, I still had to finish out my day of work, but I feel like the Lord helped me in pulling this together the last few moments while you're up here praying. Amen. I was down there praying <laughs> and typing. And so, amen. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 42 through 46. Maybe a familiar passage of Scripture. It's one of, I mean, I think I say this nearly every time I preach, but it is really one of my favorite stories. Uh, good old Elijah on Mount Carmel. And, uh, but this is the final portion of it, of that story. Amen. First Kings chapter 18, verses 42 through 46 says, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. <laughs> he didn't just say go again. He said, go again seven times. And uh, so he goes again seven times. And I'm trying to find my, my spire. Go again seven times, verse 44. And it came to pass at the seventh time. Wouldn't you know it? The seventh, the very last time when he finally completed everything the man of God said, on the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And verse 46 says, And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up him, his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I want to focus your attention on verse 45 at the very beginning. It says, And it came to pass in the meanwhile. Amen. In the meanwhile, I want to talk to you on this subject tonight. A miracle 
in the meanwhile. Amen. I want us to lay down our Bibles. Let's lift our voices to the Lord. Ask him to speak to you. Can you do that for me tonight? Let's join together one mind and one accord. Ask the Lord to have his way tonight. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Let's just go ahead and give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. His presence is certainly in this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I mean, you can be seated. Amen. How many of you have prayed for a miracle to happen? Amen. How many of you, amen, have had prayers for miracles not come to pass, amen, as it seems, amen, and, and uh, of course, all of us could probably fall under that category, that classification, amen, but I want to tell you tonight, amen, that there is a process sometimes, not all the time, I think many times there are, or at least there are sometimes in scripture where the Bible talks about, amen, immediately a miracle takes place. Amen. But there are also these other kinds of miracles that I want to talk about tonight. Amen. I want to encourage somebody and build your faith, perhaps, and let you remember, amen, that sometimes miracles happen, amen, over the process of time. Sometimes it just takes time for God to do what he intends to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Oftentimes in Scripture, we'll read a few of these examples. Amen. The miracles I mean, that somebody needed happened while or in the meanwhile, I mean, while they were I mean, performing some task or function that was required of them in order to obtain the miracle that they were seeking. Amen. And uh, we read in our text, amen, a very specific kind of miracle that took place. And, and honestly, we witnessed this miracle, amen, perhaps on a regular basis. I don't know if it's necessarily every day. Amen, I don't go out every morning and count clouds, amen, but, amen, it happens a lot, and uh, um, a lot of days you'll wake up and there's a big, bright, beautiful sky, and there's these white, fluffy things out there. Sometimes they're not fluffy, they're like stripity or, you know, stratuses and cumulus, I'm not, I know the cumuluses are not the, the, the streaky ones, okay, but I'm just, I'm just trying to Get your minds going, thinking about all the different types of clouds that are up there. They happen every, nearly every day. You can go outside and you can witness, amen, that, that, uh, that occurrence nearly on a daily basis. And we don't really think about it. Amen. But it's the thing that carries rain, amen, out of the oceans, amen, and into various pastures that are feeding and nu providing nutrition, amen, to the food that we so cravingly desire. Amen. It's the very source of their life. Amen. It's the thing that gives them strength and gives them the nutrients that they want. To, amen. Even that they need and desire. Amen. There's a process to it. Doesn't just happen. Amen. But but God. Amen. In His infinite wisdom. Amen. Designed 
this process. Firstly, amen, the sun, I'm, I'm going to go through it. This is not science class, and I'm definitely not a science teacher, but I've, I've got seven points I wanted to go through really quickly. Brother Andrew can correct me where I'm wrong tonight. I, I hear he's somewhat of a, a scientist. Just kidding. Amen. But, um, amen, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Brother Andrew. But, amen, the first, first part of this process in no particular order, because it's really just a cycle. This happens over and over and over. Amen. So where, whatever the Lord created first was the, uh, and I guess it would be water, because Bob talks about his spirit moved over the face of the water. So the water's just kind of existed. Then, amen, this process kept, took place. The sun's energy was created. Then again, the sun was created. So was the sun created after the water or before the water, Pastor? Wait, he can't talk. Brother Goff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. Well, to get that answer, you have to go to Genesis chapter 1, and we're not going to go there tonight because I'm following too many rabbit trails, whatever. Okay, here we go. Evaporation is the first process, part of the process that are in my notes, so we're going to start there. The sun's energy, I mean, heats the ocean and sea waters and causes it, the water, to evaporate. Anybody see a little tea kettle, amen, on the stove and... And it starts whistling at you in this little stream of smoke coming out of the pipe there. Yeah, that's evaporation. And uh, that's happening because of the heat that's driving, that's causing the water molecules to shake and, and move so quickly that they start breaking apart. And then they come up. Am I getting it right so far, Brother Andrew? Thank you. All right, got a thumbs up. Next thing is condensation. As it ascends into the, the, the sky, these water molecules begin to cool back down. And then they find one another. And then they come together in, in this, uh, it's still somewhat of a gaseous state, but, but it's starting to uh, cluster tighter together and vibrate less and less quickly. And they begin to form clouds in the sky. And then once condensation begins, you, you've got cloud formation. Then, and that's, that's, so you got evaporation, then you got condensation, which begins the process of forming the clouds. And then you got cloud formation, which is, what we are talking about just a second ago. Then you have precipitation. And uh, bear with me just for a little bit. We're, almost, we're about 45% of the way through this little list, okay? Uh, but then we have precipitation. And that's when the water molecules bind together. It's so cold that they start to gain so much weight that they begin to fall out of the sky. And that's where, amen, the, the water becomes rain and I mean, we have forecasts of rain. The wind drives it from this place to another place. And, and we, we have, uh, I mean, the formation of water back in the rain droplets. Then you have, amen, the, uh, it looks like, oh, runoff. See, I, I put those together too close. Runoff, runoff and collection. Once the water hits the ground, amen, the rain reaches earth's surface. It may flow into rivers and lakes. And eventually, all those streams and rivers and lakes lead them all back to the oceans. And, uh, or it may be absorbed into the ground and provide nutrition to individual plants. Amen. But the, 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 the part of the precipitation that runs off back into the oceans gets sucked back up into the sky amen, because of the sun. And then we begin the cycle all over again. Amen. There's a process there. And, and none of us can stop it. None of us can do anything I mean, I guess you could, you could try, and I'm not going to even try to give you any ideas. See, Brother Andrew, for that one. Amen. 
But uh, he's got plenty of ideas, I'll tell you that. But, but there's, there, there's that process that just, it just happens. And it's, amen, happening every single day. And you cannot stop it. You cannot prevent it from happening. Amen. I'm not making this a rule. Amen. But I want to point out some individual cases tonight. Amen. That miracle, amen, comes sometimes through a process. Amen. Your miracle might just be, amen, on its way to your house. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not trying to just uh, hype anybody up. Amen. And, and I'm not trying, to, but I want to build your faith. I want to remind you, amen, of some of these things that, that are based on the Bible, based on Scripture. Amen. In our opening text, we, amen, we identified, amen, the, the subject of Elijah. Amen. And he went through this uh, amazing experience on top of Mount Carmel. Amen. Where they have just gone through a period of a dry spell and the nation of Israel had, had lost their touch with God and lost their walk with God and they had fallen prey amen to uh, this false God named Baal and they had their own Baal prophets and they had their own Baal pr uh, religion and and, uh, and sacrifices and they had all these uh, religious experiences built around Baal they completely removed themselves from the service amen of Jehovah and so Elijah Amen. In judgment of that, prayed, and the Lord uh, didn't send rain by the space of three years and six months. But, amen, we read the story this, after, this evening, amen, where the Bible says that he prayed again, amen, and it rained, amen. The Lord answered his prayer, amen, but it didn't just happen like that, amen. It came as a result, amen, of consistent, amen, and faith-filled efforts, amen, it wasn't just, uh, amen, going through the motions. Uh, it wasn't because uh, I was obligated to climb this mountain. It wasn't because uh, somebody told me to, but because I believe God and his word. I believe what he said he was going to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I happen to know, amen, in this service tonight, amen, there are very specific situations, amen, and it would be foolish of me, amen, without the unctioning of the Holy Ghost, amen, to, to, to uh, proclaim anything outside of God's will, amen. But I want to challenge some of you to take a step of faith, amen. I'm not being driven by the Spirit of God, amen, to go and heal anybody or do anything, amen, out of the ordinary, but I want to drive some of you out of your pew. Come on, how many of you believe God and His Word? Amen. Can you have a miracle in the meanwhile? What about on a Tuesday night? What about on a midweek service? Amen. Where it looks like nothing else is going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you going to help me here tonight? Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost beginning to move here. Amen. God wants to do something special tonight. Amen. If you can trust him, if you can act on your faith tonight. Amen. 1 Kings 18 and 36. Amen. We pick up amen, just a few verses before we read in our text. And the Bible says, and it came at to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. 
that Elijah, amen, the prophet came here. I'm going to get too bogged down in all of these details, amen. But sometimes we just need to go to church. It doesn't matter how we're feeling. It doesn't matter, amen, who's sick and who's not sick. Amen, it doesn't matter, amen, what we're going through. I'm not suggesting, please don't misunderstand, I'm not suggesting they bring your sickness, amen, to the church and spread with everybody. That's not what I'm saying, amen. But I'm saying sometimes we just have to override, amen, our own carnal flesh and say, Jared, you're going to church whether you want to or not. Jared, it doesn't matter, amen, how work is treating you. It's time, amen, it's the time of the evening offering. It's time to go to church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and so at that time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O God, O Lord. Hear me, and this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And then the fire of the Lord fell, amen, and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Amen, did it say that he was, amen, standing on his hands in the corner and, amen, doing cartwheels and, amen, and, and, and clapping his hands and stopping it? No, amen, didn't say any of that. Amen, the Bible says that he just opened his mouth and began to pray. Amen, he began to touch God. Amen, it didn't matter who was looking. It didn't matter who was listening. Amen. It didn't matter what kind of factors of intimidation existed on that mountaintop. Elijah said, I want the Lord God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel. Amen. To come visit with me on this mountaintop. Amen. I know it's been a while. Amen. I know it's been some time. But I want the Spirit of God to come again. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell some uh, child of God, uh, amen, that sometimes uh, it just takes a prayer of faith. Uh, sometimes uh, you just have to step out again. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just talk to the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you believe in the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? Do you believe in the eternal spirit, amen, that spoke this world into existence? Do you believe in the one who wrapped himself in flesh and spilt his precious blood on Calvary for you and me? Hallelujah. Do you believe in the power of that blood? Amen. That will wash away every sin. Amen. That'll bring healing. Amen. Into every amen, broken body. Oh, come on. If you believe, why don't you let him know right now? He told him, Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God. 
Hallelujah. And that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. <laughs> if they were if they were doubting before, they weren't anymore. You know how I know that? Because verse 39 says, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he is the God. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord, he, I'm talking about a backslidden nation. I'm talking about a group of backsliders, Brother Nelson. I mean, if we could just get them in the right, the right place, if we could just get them in the right, uh, the right atmosphere, if we could make just the right sacrifice, uh, amen, if we make the prayer of faith, uh, amen, the Bible says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Uh, amen, my Bible says that the Lord shall raise them up. Uh, my Bible tells me, uh, amen, that if the prayer of faith, uh, they come into the house of the Lord calling the elders, that they'll be healed. Hallelujah. 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 I mean, wouldn't it be awesome I mean, to see some backsliders uh, come into this place and fall on their faces? Amen. I and see and bear witness that the Lord, He is God. The Lord, he, I'm telling you, it's going to happen in the meanwhile. It's going to happen when you least expect it. It's going to happen, amen, while you're praying. It's going to happen, amen, on a Tuesday night. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost trying to move right now. Come on, if you believe it, shout hallelujah. I said, if you believe it, why don't you lift your voice and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel a miracle. Amen. Beginning to work in this place. Amen. I believe the Lord is moving. Amen. Even right now. Amen. It can happen while I'm preaching right now. Amen. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost amen, came on all them that heard the word. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon all them which heard the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. So the first point I want to make in terms of observation about this, I almost had this the process of the miracle, but miracle in the meanwhile had an alliteration. I knew Pastor was uh, keen on alliterations. So Pastor gets like four or five word alliterations. I'm doing good with two. So a miracle in the meanwhile. There you go. That's about as good as I could get here. But hopefully that'll help you remember it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I should stop doing that. I should get back to what I was doing earlier. Amen. The first point that I want to observe as a part of this process, amen, is that, amen, the Word of God speaks to us. Amen. We receive it. 
Amen. Sometimes we latch on to it. Amen. In the moment. Amen. We sometimes make our way to an altar. And we respond just like we did on, a, on Sunday night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's exactly what, what I just read for you. Amen. Tonight with Elijah and the children of God. They responded. They responded right when the glory of God was falling, the power of God was falling, fire was consuming the sacrifice, so much evidence. How could you not respond in a service like that, in an experience like that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it didn't stop there. Amen. We'll come back to it in just a little bit, but we've already read it in our opening text that, amen, Elijah went from that, that mountaintop, amen, and began to pray. Amen. And then the Lord sent the rain. Hallelujah. I think sometimes the Lord leaves enough explanation for those who are not uh, believers. Amen. Those of us who believe, we can testify that was a miracle. My goodness, did you see that happen? Did you hear about what happened to so-and-so? What a miracle. Amen. But to the one who, amen, does not have enough faith, they can find a reasonable explanation as to what, amen, happened there. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't, I, I think, and really the, the, the challenge for us is to decide which side of that we're going to be on. Are we going to believe or are we going to look for explanations? Are we going to exercise our faith or are we going to uh, believe in what, are we going to believe what God said, or are we going to try to find, uh, amen, the evidence, the, the kind of uh, examples and, amen, the tangible things that, that our reasonable and logical mind requires so much? Amen. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. I don't remember who it was. I, mean, I probably should have put this in my notes. But somebody at Advent was talking about how faith, amen, is our evidence. Faith is the evidence. That's all we need. Amen. For the believer, for the one, amen, who takes God at his word, who knows that God's word is true, amen, we use faith as our evidence. We don't need an explanation. We don't need a reason. Amen. Amen. Jesus' first miracle. Amen. We see how the Lord used a process in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to do a little bit of reading here for a second so I can catch my breath. I wish, I wonder if, I, I should try what Pastor does. and somebody, Brother Xander, you want to help me read? I'm <laughs> just kidding. His face is like, no. <laughs> He's probably happy to be in Jackson, Tennessee to stop being picked on by me, but. I only pick on those people who I like. <laughs> but uh, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11 says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, Mother Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone. 
Those are stone. After the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Amen. And I'll let you refer to pastor when his voice is feeling better to ask him what a firkin is. I've heard that it's a lot. Amen. But Jesus saith unto them, and by the way, they were stones, water pots of stone. Very heavy. Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water. Also very heavy. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. It's a lot of work. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man of the beginning, at the beginning, doth set forth good wine. Amen. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept that good wine until now. In the beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Now, there was one man there that thought that this was just good wine. The, what did he call it? The ruler of the feast when he had tasted the water that was made wine. He knew not whence it was, the Bible says. He didn't know where it came from. He was one of those that just assumed he had this stuff in the cupboards. He had this stuff laid up, ready to go. He didn't know where it came from. Amen. And, and so he remarked, wow, how good was this? That was the best stuff I've ever had. Normally people keep the good stuff, amen, do, do the good stuff at the beginning and serve the bad stuff at the end, the cheap stuff. And, but you, you guys are different around here. You guys save the good stuff for last. But he didn't know. He didn't know where it came from. He didn't know that the servants had picked up those stone pots. He didn't know that they had filled those uh, two or three firkin uh, pots with water. How many of you guys have carried a five-gallon bucket of water with a plastic bucket? Pretty heavy. Now, give me just a second. If anybody knows what I'm looking up, go ahead and shout it out. 33 gallons. A firkin is a unit of measurement roughly equal to a Hebrew bath. Another unit of measurement, which is about nine gallons. So when you got two or three of them, there you go. Get pretty close. I'll take your word for it, Caleb. Scholar Caleb has spoken. Thank you, though. I really do appreciate it. That's a lot. That's a lot of gallons. So five gallons of water plus even just doubling that almost doubling that to nine, filling that dude with water, and then it being made of stone. That's a lot. That's heavy. It's a lot of work. And so when these servants brought the water and set that pot full of water at the feast, and then they went back for the next load, 
and they came back and set the next pot beside it. They saw the old one, and it was not clear. But it was this nice red, amen, amazing, maybe it was white wine, I don't know, I wasn't there. But it was, it was wine, it had become wine. Now maybe the first one was like, what happened? We just got that out of a well. Pretty sure. Hey, buddy, go back there and check and see if there's wine down there. Nope, it's water. Hmm. And they did this over and over and over. And finally it dawned on one of them and said, there's something special happening here. I know where we're getting this from. This is not just this is, it started out as ordinary water, but it's not water anymore. When we get it to the, when we get it to the wedding, amen, it's becoming something special. Amen. The Bible says that those servants knew. Those servants knew. Amen. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. Amen. That this, amen, was a miracle. Amen. And it happened. Amen. In the meanwhile, while they were working, while they were Putting forth the effort. Amen. That wasn't the only situation that happened like that. The ten lepers, amen, were cleansed and, amen, healed from their leprosy as they went. Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 14 says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And the Bible says, verse 13, they lifted up their voices and said, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, I've heard about the miracles that you've done. Perhaps they heard about the story about the wedding. But when they saw Jesus coming, they lifted up their voices and they said, Master, have mercy on us. Amen. They began their own little church service, if you'll let me have a little bit of creative liberty here. They begin to lift up their voice and begin to pray. Lord, hear us. God, we want your mercy. We want you, amen, to look our direction. Do you see us? Amen. We're not going to break the law. We're not going to come too close. Amen. But what we are interested in, amen, and what we do believe is that you can help us right now. Master, have mercy on us. And the Bible says in the very next verse, amen, when he saw them, that he said unto them, go show yourself unto the priest. Amen. That's what they were supposed to do. Amen. When they were healed. Amen. The, you go and read in the Old Testament. I don't, I don't have enough time to go back and show you all this. Amen. But, amen, once the, amen, individuals were healed or once they were naturally cleansed of their leprosy and naturally went away, amen, they were required to go to the priest and the priest would verify that they were healed, that they were, they were indeed cleansed of their leprosy. And then they can enter back into society and live a normal life. And so Jesus, amen, spoke a word to them, amen, in their situation, amen. 
Amen. Just with the simple cry of the leper. Amen. Just at the response. Amen. Of a simple. Amen. Cry of faith. And Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass as they went. <laughs> well, I still feel, I feel, the, I don't know if you feel leprosy. I'm sure you could, I don't, well, no, I know you don't because it attacks your nervous system, but as they, they were still being affected by leprosy, they were still being, they were still being, uh, I mean, eaten up, as it were. They were still, amen, feeling the consequences, amen, of that leprous disease, amen. But the Bible says that as they went, in the meanwhile, they received their miracle. They were cleansed of their leprosy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, because they, amen, cried out in faith. And because, amen, the man of God spoke to them. Amen, because they obeyed. Amen, that is when, amen, they begin to, amen, experience the miracle, the very thing that they were looking for. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bear with me, we've just got a few more here tonight. Matthew chapter 19, verse 20 through 21. The Bible tells us about a woman who is diseased with the issue of blood. Behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Amen. This woman wasn't just going through the motions. She had been going through, amen, not necessarily the motions, but you might be able to say that. She'd gone to every doctor she could uh, find. She went to every, she exhausted every resource that she had. And, and, and you know the story as well as I do. Amen. She ended up in this state, uh, amen, and she was still helpless. Amen. But as she went through the crowd that day, Amen. There's another passage of scripture that tells it, amen, with a little bit more description. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 tells us, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, amen, came in the press behind, amen, and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, amen, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Amen. And the Bible says in the very next scripture, amen, while Jesus was being pressed on every side, amen, there's countless people, amen, pushing on him and shoving him and trying to get close to him. Amen. The Bible says that immediately, amen, Jesus knew within himself that virtue had gone out. I'm here to tell you tonight that it was in the meanwhile, while Jesus, amen, was from one location to another, amen, while that poor old lady, amen, was pressing toward Jesus, amen, when she finally reached out, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Her, her miracle came in the meanwhile. Amen. Her miracle, amen, came in the meanwhile. Amen. Her miracle came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm nearing, amen, my conclusion tonight. Amen. There was, amen, one more story I want to tell you, amen, about the man at the pool of Bethesda. Amen. This man had been in this situation for many, many years. And really, Brother Goff, amen, he had excuse after excuse, amen, as to why he still hadn't received his own miracle. Amen. He was going through the motions, if you'll let me say that. Amen. He said, Amen. I have nobody. I don't have anybody to help me do amen, what I'm supposed to do. Hallelujah. Amen. He was finding every excuse in the book. Amen. But he didn't realize whose presence had just stepped, amen, into that area. He didn't realize who it was that was speaking to him that afternoon. Amen. When he, amen, thought that his hope lied, amen, and going into that pool, amen, and rolling forward or depending on somebody stronger than himself to get him there. Amen. He didn't realize that his miracle was happening. In that meanwhile, amen, he could have just stood up. He could have just responded to the word of God. He could have just said, yes, sir, it's me. Amen, I am indeed. Amen, but he made another excuse. Hallelujah. Help me tonight. Hallelujah. Verse 2, John chapter 5. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, amen, of withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Amen. I want to tell somebody, amen, that spiritually and physically, amen, we live in a world, amen, whose porches, are full of blind and halt and withered and impotent folk. Amen. And that's, they're just waiting for the opportunity. Hallelujah. 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 They're just going through the motions. Amen. They're just sitting on their porches. Amen. They're just waiting for the next angel. Amen. To come by. Amen. The next false prophet. Amen. To give them a little morsel. Something that they can latch on to. Something that they can put their faith in. Amen. And then it dries up just like every other false prophet. Amen. It dries up without any resolution. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I want to tell somebody. Amen. That if we can find those that are halt, if we can find those that are withered, if we can find those who are maimed, hallelujah, amen, let's bring Jesus to where they're laying down, amen, and they don't have to wait for the next stirring in the water. I'm here to tell you, Brother Nelson, that we could see a miracle on a Saturday afternoon door knocking. We could see a miracle, amen, on a Sunday afternoon in between services. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many know who Jesus is? How many know what he's done for you? How many have had their own miracle? 
Hallelujah. You're no longer lame. You're no longer laying on a porch at Bethesda. Amen. But you're shouting in the presence of the Almighty. Hallelujah. When Jesus saw him. Amen. We got to get moved with compassion like Jesus did in this situation. When Jesus saw Amen. I see this 38. Uh, amen. This man has been in this situation for 38 years. Uh, amen. He's been making excuses. Uh, this low down good for nothing. Amen. Can't make nothing of himself. Uh, amen. Can't produce anything. Uh, amen. He can't do anything for himself. Uh, he's always waiting for a handout. He's always waiting for amen, the next giveaway. Amen. But Jesus, uh, amen, when he looked at him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you a quick story? Amen. Elder Paget at Admin. I'm probably going to mess this way up. Sister Riggin knows the story. She, she can keep me honest here. She's the one that mentioned uh, which book it came out of, I think. Uh, but there was, a, there was a story that Elder Paget referred to. Amen. He was talking about a man who came in who reeked, amen, a man, amen, whose both his front teeth were knocked out, amen, it was very clear that he was a homeless gentleman, and the preacher, amen, just finished his Sunday morning sermon, amen, walked off the platform, it was exhausted, sitting there, amen, on the altar, amen, and the man came up to him, and, and the preacher said, amen, I, here's a couple of dollars, amen, thank you for coming to church this morning, and, 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 and the man said, I don't want your money, I want the Jesus that you were talking about just a few minutes ago. Hallelujah. Him and the man said he could, every time he talked to him, every time he had to take a breath, amen, he had to look away because it stank so bad. Amen, he couldn't stand, amen, to inhale because of the stink. Amen, but, amen, he had already prejudged this man. and He had already determined that all he was interested in was just a few measly dollars, and he thought that would satisfy him. Amen, but that man was there for a completely different purpose that day. Amen, he was looking for a miracle. Amen, he was looking for an answer in his situation. Amen. And the man goes on to tell the story. Amen. Then just a few years later, amen, the man, amen, they put in, they did some dental work and fixed his teeth. And amen, he's now become a pastor in some city. I don't know the, I mean, the city. I'm sorry. I mean, this story just occurred to me. Otherwise, I have a lot more details for you. Amen. But the man is being used of God. Amen. Because the preacher, amen, got beyond, amen, what he saw in the surface. He got beyond the smell. He got beyond him in the way it was looking and feeling. Come on, I'm not just trying to scratch your emotional itch. I'm not just trying to make you feel, amen, a little tear come down your cheek tonight. Amen, I want, a, I want a little conviction to come into this place and help you and me, amen, get our focus right. Amen, when Jesus steps into this place, amen, any need, any situation, amen, any problem, it can be solved in the meanwhile. Hallelujah. When we're just clapping our hands, when we're just lifting our hands, when we're just running the aisles, amen, in a pre-service prayer meeting, amen, I've seen it myself, amen, in Colorado Springs. 
Hallelujah. They were doing pre-service music practice. They'd meet just like we do, 30 minutes before prayer. Amen. And the Holy Ghost fell in that practice meeting. Amen. And I saw two, amen, two backsliders. Amen. One from this side and one from this side. And they were straddling the pulpit. One over here and one over here. And Brother Nelson, one of them got the Holy Ghost before Brother Frazier ever began to start preaching. Hallelujah. They received the miracle in the meanwhile. Amen. They received what they needed. Amen. Right when they needed it. Amen. They were coming in an obedience to what they had heard in the last message or what they believed. Amen. And God gave them their miracle. Come on. Let's thank the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got it, got 13 minutes here. Amen. Jesus said, when Jesus, sorry, when Jesus saw him lie, he didn't have any strength. He was impotent, completely weak, couldn't do anything for himself. Jesus saw him laying there. He knew that he had, I'm in verse 6, been now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? <laughs> Sometimes we, we complicate it a little too much. They just come in here for a minute, touch from Jesus. You don't have to be super spiritual and interpret their dreams for them or, or try to give them a word of you don't. None of that is necessary. All you need is just to, are you interested in healing? Will you be made whole? <laughs> Why are you here? What are you doing here? Do you need Jesus? <laughs> Do you need the help of the Holy Ghost? Because what you're feeling is the Holy Ghost. What you're feeling is a miracle working power. And while you're just sitting there in that pew, while you're just feeling and watching all these crazy people dance around you, amen, that's the Holy Ghost moving. Hallelujah. Sometimes you'll get... Somewhat of a rejection at first. John 5 and 7 says, The impotent man answered and said, Sir, I don't have anybody. Have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me, and Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. I just told you the man was an impotent man. The music had come. I just told you the man didn't have any strength in his, he didn't have control over, he couldn't pick up his bed. He couldn't walk. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Sometimes they're sitting in that pew and they don't know what to do. 
They don't know. They're not strong enough, amen, to run the aisles. They're not strong enough, amen, to, amen, to get up and take up their bed as it were. Hallelujah. At least they don't think they can. Amen. But that's what Jesus was there to tell him. Rise up. Rise. Get a hold of your bed. Take it up and walk. Yeah, but sir, I've been here 38. No, 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 no. You, you, didn't, you didn't hear me right. I said, get up. Take up your bed and walk. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't have anybody to take me to the pool. I, I don't know how to get there. When I try, they, they step that. No, 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 no. You're not hearing what I'm telling you. I'm telling you to rise. I'm telling you to take up your bed. Uh, and I'm telling you, you need to skip the pool altogether. I mean, you need to skip the sensationalism altogether. You need to skip, uh, I mean, the fancy footwork uh, altogether. I mean, you need to pick up your bed. Uh, I mean, deal with your problems. Uh, I mean, find a place of repentance. Uh, I mean, find a place, uh, I mean, of forgiveness. Uh, I mean, because of the blood of Jesus. Uh, rise up. Uh, I mean, be baptized with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I mean, by the infilling of the the Holy Ghost and you can begin amen to walk amen let's all stand tonight hallelujah hallelujah perhaps the greatest miracle of all was when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen the Almighty God wrapped himself in flesh and I want you to know, it happened in the meanwhile. Yeah, you could tell me the story about the virgin who was met by the angel Gabriel. Woo! Talk about church. I've seen, how many of you have seen an angel? Not me. She witnessed for herself an angel and that angel spoke with her and that angel told her you're going to bear a child <laughs> Woo! hallelujah amen hallelujah let me skip down to Luke chapter 1 first before we read Galatians and in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God into, Gal into the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Listen up. Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, you could tell she was moved because the Bible says she was troubled at this saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Talk about church. Talk about, amen, a high mountaintop experience. Amen, but it didn't stop there. Behold, we're not just having good church around here. Why don't you take a look around? Behold, you will conceive 
in your womb and bring forth a son and you'll call his name Jesus. I don't know if Mary knew. She seemed to be one that was favored by God so I'm fairly confident she knew the prophecies. I'm fairly confident she studied her Bible. So if that's true, when the angel said, you're going to bear a child, his name's going to be Jesus. I cannot imagine what went through that young lady's mind. Hallelujah. She just got off of I mean, an incredible, she's, she's being told by an angel, I am the fulfillment. What's getting ready to happen is fulfillment of multiple prophecies of the Old Testament. He's the Savior. And so you would, you would think immediately, wow, Bethlehem, boom, here comes a baby. No, it's not the way it worked. She went through the natural timeline. And she bared a child in her womb. Day in and day out, she took the pain. Now, I'm telling you, she wasn't going through the motions. Because what was inside of that womb was real. What was inside of that womb was genuine. Amen. But it was the miracle happening in the meanwhile. She was walking, going through her day-to-day. I don't know how many people look down their spiritual, religious, pharisaical noses at her and said, what was she did? She had to deal with that in the meanwhile. Certainly, you women can tell me better than I can even imagine the amount of pain and stress happened in the meanwhile. there was one day she heard the cry of a baby boy and a miracle came about Galatians 4 verse 3 says even so we when we were children we were in bondage under the elements of the world but when the fullness of time was come God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. What a miracle. This is not just another demigod. This is not just another Gentile or pagan religion. This is not just another cult. This is a fulfillment of absolute biblical prophecy. (laughs) And it didn't stop there with the Almighty God, the eternal God becoming flesh, but with a purpose to redeem to to cause what's happening in this room right now 
to produce the miracle for the man at the pool of Bethesda, to produce the miracle for the woman of the issue of blood, to produce the miracle for the ten lepers as they went, and to produce the miracle of wine at the wedding. This happened in the meanwhile. And you think your problem is too big for God? Brother Hilton, it's been a long time, 38 years. Tell that to the man at the pool of Bethesda. Tell that to the woman with the issue of blood. Brother Hilton, it's, this has never happened before. Tell that to those drinking the wine at the feast. I'm telling you what can happen in this place in the next few moments. It could be a new, amen, a new miracle. Something that's never happened before. And it's been in process all the while. All this time. Oh, I feel faith in this place. I feel somebody believing God. Oh, yes. I'm done.